it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Well, it's a great day right here on Inspired News Radio. Hello, everyone. My name is Scott Sullivan, and most people know me as Sales with Sully. I am your host for the next 30 minutes. I am going to help you be a better sales professional each and every week. I bring to you my 30 years of experience in sales and marketing, and we talk about all kinds of subjects things and topics and all kinds of great ideas that are sent to me over Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can reach me at Sales with Sully on all of the above. I'm at Sales with Sully on Twitter, at Sales with Sully on Instagram, and at Sales with Sully on Facebook. Send me a topic that you want to discuss, a message, and you might even get a shout out right here on Inspired News Radio every single week on the Sales with Sully Show and your host, Scott Sullivan. This week, I have got a great show for you. I am so excited to be talking about this subject. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart when, uh, as most of you know that are are longtime listeners, I love to spin a good story. I love telling about my childhood and some of the stories and some of the things I've learned as I grew up and some of the people that influenced me. And one of those people, as most of you have known, I've told a lot of stories about him. My uh, maternal grandfather, his name was Joe. They called him JT. His name was Joe Thomas, and they called him uh, JT. Uh, so it was so funny that this came up in in the rotation of things that I wanted to talk about because I make my show notes several months in advance. And when this popped up, it just uh, opened up an entire flood of memories and things that we want to talk about today. But he used to have a phrase, and he used to tell me, he'd say, Scott, anytime that you do a sales presentation without demonstration, it's wasted conversation. Now that is coming to you right here live <laughs> and in Technicolor on Inspired News Radio all the way from the late 1970s and early 80s from uh, Joe Peabody. And he said to me, just remember that a sales presentation without demonstration is wasted conversation and i have just been a fan of that my entire life if you are selling hard goods if you have something that is demonstrable if you have something that you are selling that you can actually demonstrate hold in your hands touch feel uh, show the customer how it works you know the the how it feels the weight of it all of those things just like taking a test drive in a car any of the things that you can do if you can demonstrate to the customer or to the prospect or to the uh, potential buyer the value the value proposition if you can demonstrate that to them then you are going to be light years ahead now here's case in point. I want to actually take you back to the 1950s. So 1949, 1950, 1951, 
the just the golden age of radio everyone would circle around the radio in the evenings and and there would be radio shows that would go on for a very long time and what would happen is is that they would do these serial shows and each time that they came on sometimes they were scripted sometimes they weren't but each time they would come on they would be they would embed little pieces of information within the show which now we call in the modern age product placement but they used to be actual uh, sponsorships and they would come on and they would say you know this is the Texaco hour uh, this is the you know uh, this is brought to you by Alpo or or some some other type of product and then during the course of the show the radio show the guests and the hosts would actually talk about the product so what would happen even though you were on radio and not on television you would actually hear the demonstration and you would hear them talk about about it they would paint a vi- a verbal picture of the product and talk about it and talk about it you know it's it's savory flavor if it was a, a new type of coffee or uh, you know a, a new type of soap and how it just gets your laundry so much cleaner than than the other types that were out there and believe it or not that's where the term soap opera came from because soap companies large soap manufacturers would sponsor these radio shows and they became known as soap operas well what would happen is and this is a case in point in 1954 a little piece of history for you a saltwater taffy company started sponsoring a show and it it became so blatant that they were mentioning the taffy company every few seconds throughout you know it would be like during the show they would say oh please pass me a piece of that you know whatever the brand was saltwater taffy oh my gosh this taffy is so great so the plot of the show would actually start to revolve around uh, the product Now, why do I tell you all of that? Why are we having this conversation? Because the FTC and the FCC, the FTC being the Federal Trade Commission and the FCC being the Federal Communications Commission, stepped in. And in uh, in 1955, they actually limited the number or the minutes of advertising that you could put on a one-hour show and they limited it to 15 minutes so 15 minutes per hour of a of a radio show is all that you could do well then the golden age of television started coming in and then you had the late 50s and early 60s and all of a sudden television was booming and then you started seeing the same format take place on television as you did in radio 15 minutes per hour and then the guests and the hosts of the show. So the Milton Berle Hour, the variety hour of Milton Berle, sponsored to buy and then came, comes to you by, and then there was the name of the, the company. You know, Maytag brings you the Maytag Comedy Hour, and then they would have a variety show, and, and they would mention the sponsor several times during the course of the show. And why do I say all of that, and why the history lesson? Because... If you go back to the conversation that I had with my grandfather about a sales presentation without demonstration became wasted conversation, in 1981, a new thing was invented and it's called the infomercial. All of a sudden now, there was a 
ban lifted for the 15 minutes and you could actually have an infomercial which means you could take the full 30 minutes the full hour and you could spend the entire hour talking about your product and the infomercial was born the king of the infomercial <laughs> bringing you know as seen on tv or not available in any store all of these things became part of our lexicon in the United States. And the television, the FTC and the FCC again, came back and said, sure, we're gonna lift the ban, but you have to disclose to any listener or viewer that this is a paid advertisement. So if you ever listen to watch cable TV late at night and you're, you know, the, the new steam cleaning genie or the latest ginsu knife or the you know the air cooker or fryer or whatever at the beginning of each of those programs it'll say the following is a paid advertisement from ron popeel from ronco products that is because of the fcc and ftc's ruling that says you have to tell the <laughs> you have to uh, ad admit that this is a paid advertisement and during uh the heyday of the infomercial from 1984 to the late 90s the infomercial was the king there's everything you can possibly imagine that was demonstrated in and we're all famous with the Ginsu knives. But wait, there's more. You get the Ron Popeil pocket fisherman and spray on hair and everything that you can possibly imagine. And it was all based on that same um, concept of that a sales presentation without demonstration was wasted conversation. So all of a sudden now we've seen the entire industry shift. And now we jump ahead to the, you know, 2010 and beyond and now all of a sudden the technology has caught up we used to have you know guys at the state fair that would have that big huge giant microphone hanging around their neck and they would say hey come on over here right here let me clean your glasses with this new whiz bang fantastic machine and it also keeps them from getting fogged up and all the things that it did or try this special mop or and we we equated those folks to carnival barkers because they would lure you in with their voice and they would bring you over they would give you a quick demonstration and they would peel off a $20 bill out of your wallet for a product that you may or may not need but they were really really good at doing that demonstration side so they understood the power of that demonstration and many times and i don't want to give away their secrets because i don't want to i don't want to make you feel jaded but there are many times that that small crowd that would gather there were already one or two people in there that that would be what we call plants or seeds and they would already they would buy that same mop or that same broom or that same eyeglass cleaner every hour for the next 5 days <laughs> because they we as as consumers like the fact that we're not the first one so somebody says I'll take one and here's my $20 and that same $20 bill has been passed back and forth for 5 days a uh, hundred times so Sorry, I didn't mean to burst your bubble there if you didn't know that. <laughs> but that wasted uh, conversation didn't happen because they always were very, very, very good at the demonstration portion of the sales presentation. So then what happens, and I have this comment uh, that I'm, I'm giving you this topic uh, from a tweet that I got a few weeks ago, and 
what happens if you have an intangible? What happens if you're selling, oh my gosh, let's think of something like insurance or something that you can't hold and you can't feel and you can't demonstrate? Well, that's where the power of the video comes in. Isn't it great that we can actually evoke emotion? Have you ever, now I'm, I'm gonna ask you this, to be honest with yourself, look yourself in the mirror and, and, and answer this question honestly. Have you ever seen one of those you know, AT&T commercials or a, you know, Kodak commercial in the old days or something where it's extremely patriotic and the, the flag is waving and the music is played in the background and the sergeant is saluting a, a gravestone or a family is gathered around as a, you know, a, a soldier is being, you know, lifted out of the, the, out of the bed and their leg is missing or, you know, something that is evoking that emotion, both in the patriotism of you and the music behind the entire video, the, the scene that's going on. And you, you know, you feel a little emotion, you feel, you know, you tear up a little bit because what they're selling is it may may be something that is intangible, but what they're doing is they're trying to evoke that emotion that then ties to that product. You know, buy our insurance, buy our car, buy our whatever it happens to be, because it's tied and it's linked to that imagery that we use for commercials. I mean, how many famous commercials can you can you name? And we could sit here all night and talk about all the famous commercials and taglines. For those of you that are have a, maybe a little bit of gray hair, and if I were to say plop, plop, fizz, fizz, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. If you were you know, around in the 70s and 80s, and I said, where's the beef? You would, you would, those are famous, iconic uh, commercials that have been that, been around forever and ever and ever, and they live on uh, virally because of, you know, either the humor, the emotion that they evoke. Some of you can remember, now I know uh, this is a little, going back a little further, and it's a little harder, but there was a, uh, a ad campaign by the Ad Council of America that actually did a public service announcement about you know throwing trash out or littering out of your car along the highway and they had a very famous uh, Native American and he was looking into the sun and he had a tear rolling down his eye as a car drove by and, and threw out trash and onto the side of the road. And it actually cut down the amount of littering by multiple, you know, tens of percents. Uh, I don't know exactly what the number is. I can't give it to you off the top of my head. But the Ad Council claimed it was one of probably the most successful Ad Council, which is a public service announcement, not a paid advertisement, that was ever devised and ever put out onto the airwaves. Another one that if you're of my age and you were you know, in grade school in the 60s, 70s, you probably know that you're the only one that could prevent forest fires. And why? Because Smokey the Bear told us that we were. <laughs> so... Those are the types of things that you can then tie that emotion with the product or service that you're selling, right? The, what, what do we want to do? We want to call to action that, you know, we don't want forest fires. And how do you do it? Because you are the one that can prevent it. And why? Because Smokey the Bear tells you, you are the only one. And then along with that becomes a teaching moment and how do you actually implement that information into a young person's brain those are the things that that 
that grab us, that that hold on to us and bring us forward. So when I say that is I think that maybe if you're selling anything in today's age, especially with the age of social media, Instagram and Twitter and all the other places that you can put your product or service, you almost have to be in the digital video age. You almost have to have that anywhere from 30 second to three minute video that grabs someone's attention, pulls them right up into their face and says, hey, I got your attention and now that I've got your attention, let me tell you about this product or service that I am so excited about. It's really, really important that in this day and age that we're reaching our consumers in the, in the correct way. So even 40 years later from when my grandfather was alive and I was just a little pup and he talks about to me the need for a demonstration to go with every sales presentation, it's still true today. So it's one of those life lessons that holds fast and holds true. We need to have those demonstrations. Now, can we do it in a variety of different ways? Sure. I mean, how many times have we seen, you know, something on television where they redo a reenactment with a uh, graphic instead of actual live actors? So they have like, you know, cartoon characters. So we have the explainer videos that that talk about what it is, the product or service. There's an actual demonstration that says, you know, this is this is how you do this. Thus, born the, the YouTube channel. How many times have you wanted to know, you know, how to, you know, how do hops grow? <laughs> okay, well, you click on YouTube and type in hops, and next thing you know, you know exactly how they grow, what the species is, how the you know how to harvest them, what they use them for, that other than beer. I mean, all the other things, all from a YouTube channel where you can find everything that you wanted to know about that particular product or service. And they're all done usually in a video format. So you have videos that last, you know, four seconds and five seconds in like the TikToks. And then you've got the ones that go up to four or five hours where you do complete training seminars and everything that you need to do in a video. So the reason why I brought all of that up today is to talk about the fact that we need that demonstration. We need to demonstrate. We need to be able to tangibly demonstrate our product, if at all possible. And then if we're doing a service or if we're doing something that's intangible, then we need to link that to an emotion or to a feeling or to a memory. If I mentioned a song to you or if I mentioned a time in your life, can you know if you're married do you remember the first song that you danced to your spouse with probably so because you probably picked that song out and it had meaning do you know where you were the first time that you heard you know and pick a famous song that that resonates with you you know maybe it was a beatles song maybe it was a you know one of your favorite one of your favorite artists that came out with a new song that just resonated with you and then you can remember the emotion how about you know when you had your you, you got your first car and you're just entering into the dating world and you you pop that cassette tape or eight track in or whatever however old you are or put on your iPod or you know stream that that music live or stream it down onto into your car can't even i can't even talk about the technology because i don't even know what it is and all of a sudden that memory you know 10 years later is evoked by that song because that is that 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 
moment in time, that time of your life, that particular summer is tied inextricably to that song. And from now on, every single time you hear that song, it's going to carry you back to that moment in time. Those are the types of things that we need to do when we talk about demonstration. It's not just physically, you know, insert this tab into this slot, fold this over, tape this down, and that's how you make a cardboard cutout. No, that's that's not necessarily, although it can be demonstration, that's not necessarily what we're talking about in every single in every single time because a lot of times the demonstration can be a video of something else that evokes the emotion or the feeling that you want that you can then tie to your product and you can start building that that connection with your product with your prospects and your your buying authorities your people that are actually buying your product well i hope this has been an enjoyable uh, episode i have sure loved 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 uh, sharing with you about sales presentations, demonstrations, and wasted conversation. I really appreciate each and every one of you listening every single week. I do this show for you to make you a better sales professional. And if you like what you hear, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Sales with Sully. I really, really appreciate those comments that I get. I love it when I get a uh, tweet or an email even, uh, something that tells me that, that the information that you got on one of my shows was helpful and you implemented it and you just you really appreciate it. Those are the kind of things that just keep me motivated and keep me doing what I am doing right here on Inspired News Radio. As always, I want to thank uh, the folks over at Inspired News Radio. They do a great job. Their uh, programming that is positive, it's positive talk radio 24 hours a day. They deliver their programming to the world designed to inspire inform educate and motivate and that's what we do right here at sales with sully every week i'm scott sullivan i'm your host and every week we answer your questions that you pose to me on twitter facebook and instagram keep those cards and letters coming as they say uh in the golden age of radio and i appreciate each and every one of you listening and taking a little bit of time out of your day to uh just share share it with me let me know that uh that you enjoy what you're hearing and and keep uh keep listening pass it on tell your friends and tell your family any sales professionals that you know uh you can always reach me at sales with sully so until next time keep selling keep smiling and don't forget the demonstrations you've been listening to sales with sully on inspirednewsradio.com. We take your sales and marketing questions each week on Twitter at Sales with Sully, hashtag INR, and like us on Facebook. On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.